0: of y'all get faced with trials. I know I do. I I get them all the time. I feel like I'm in a battle. And that's, uh, well, it's because we are. Um, Turn to Ephesians 6, stick a bookmark there, and then we'll go to Luke chapter 4. And I want to talk to y'all about the battles that we have, about the things that our enemy, and our number one enemy is Satan, of course, but you know, he he attacks us with different things. And he attacks us in different ways. And we're constantly bombarded, and we may not even realize it, but we're constantly bombarded with attacks from all over the place. We see, see strife around us, troubles in the world, things that weigh on our hearts, on our minds. Our bodies start filling us. I know mine does. Wait till I really get old. Yeah, Uh, but he uses those things against us. He uses our physical weaknesses against us too. Um, But that's because we're soldiers. You know, we're in God's army, and God doesn't see our age. He called Abraham and at ninety. He called Noah to build the ark at five hundred. God doesn't care about age. We're all in this battle together, and we all have to face that. So for Luke 4, we'll see when our Savior Christ faced that too. We're not alone. Even he faced these type of things. And beginning in verse 1, I'm going to turn my notes open here. That would be a good thing to start with says, then Jesus left the Jordan full of the Holy Spirit and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness for 40 days to be tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and when they were over, he was hungry. See, right there, we see Jesus was hungry. He was in a physical state where he was weak because he was hungry. It's not that he was a weak person, but like any of us, He reached a physical state where he was vulnerable. And so the devil pounces at this point. It says, The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell this stone to become bread. But Jesus answered him, It is written, Man must not live on bread alone. The devil will attack us when we're physically vulnerable. And he will attack us physically. And just like he did here With Jesus, he took his physical vulnerability and tried to use it against him. If you're the son of God, and turn the stone to bread. Well, we do that too, you know. I know a lot of people who have made exercise their idol. They're so worried about their physicality that they focus more on that than they do on the Lord. And they call themselves Christians. But they're more focused about their physicality. They're more focused about their physical ailments and everything else that they don't go with it and just trust God. And Jesus is showing us here, we don't live on bread alone. It's not just about my physicality. I have to trust God. So the devil tries a new tactic. He says, so he took him up and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. The devil said to him, I will give you... Their splendor and all this authority because it's been given o- over to me and I can give it to anyone I want. If you then will worship me, all will be yours. And Jesus answered him, It is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. That's another way the devil attacks us. He gets at our spirituality. He will attack us spiritually. Worship me. And he's gotten smart because just to be blunt like that, most people, most of us won't turn to him like that. We won't say, "Yes, yeah, it's okay, I'll, I'll worship you. No, he puts other things in front of us, idols set up. And he makes, makes us not even realize it, but we're worshiping that. We're worried about the football game that's going to be on later today. We're worried about the college game that was on yesterday. That's all our conversation's on. We're worried about the basketball game. We're worried about cheerleading. We're worried about debate. We're worried about school grades. We're worried about money. We're worried about what TV shows are coming on, what streaming services are offering what shows. And we focus so hard on those that those become our idols instead of just trusting in God and worshiping God and not worrying about those worldly things. We focus on those too much. And He attacks our spirituality in that way so that we worship other things instead of worshiping God. And Jesus gave us the answer, Worship the Lord your God and serve Him only. Entertainment's fine in your life, but it shouldn't be your idol. If something's offensive to you, turn the TV off. Scroll on past it. You don't have to engage in that. If the football game seems to be overwhelming to you, turn it off. You don't have to watch it. Because there'll come a time when you're faced with judgment. And Jesus will say one of two things to you. Well done, my good and faithful servant, or get away from me, I never knew you. And those are their only choices. And if you are putting those idols up in front of you, Jesus will never know you. So it's good to look at Jesus' words and see what his response to the devil's attack on his spirituality was. "Is worship the Lord your God and serve him only. So the devil tries a new tactic. Tries to get in his head. It says, So he took him to Jerusalem, had him stand on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, He will give His angels orders concerning you to protect you, and they will support you with their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. See, the devil knows scripture. And he can use that against you too, and he's going to try. That's taking things out of context, that's legalism. He's getting in your head. And he attacks people mentally. He causes division in the church. He causes strife in the church. He causes troubles in the church. He gets you to think more about what's dividing you than what's uniting you. And we're all united in the kingdom of God. As part of his body. The foot cannot fight against the hand and Jesus, you know, win the victory. We can't be fighting amongst ourselves. We have to work together as one body in one accord. We have to be on the same mental page as Christ is here. And Christ said, do not test the Lord your God. He quoted scripture back at him in context. Do not test the Lord your God. It says, after that, the devil had finished every temptation and he departed from him for a time. Those three words, four at a time, tells you he wasn't done. And just like that, when he tempts you, when he comes at you in those attacks, and you get that victory for Christ by using Scripture against him, he's going to come back. But we know that we're not alone. We know that we can prepare for those things. We know that we can be ready for the tactics of the devil. And when you turn to Ephesians 6, you find out how we can be prepared. Paul wrote it out for us in a letter to the church in Ephesus. And when you start in verse 10, you see where Paul's writing this. He says, finally, be strengthened by the Lord and by his vast strength. Put on the full armor of God So that you can stand against the schemes of the devil. Then he lays out who we're really fighting. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this darkness, against evil, spiritual forces in the heavens. For this reason, take up the full armor of God so that you might be able to resist the evil day and having prepared everything, to take your stand. Now's the time to stand. It's never too late to stand, but now is that time. It don't matter where you're at. Now's the time to stand, to put on that full armor of God. Paul says our enemies are not flesh and blood, but the authorities, the rulers, the the cosmic powers of this darkness, the evil worldly things that we see all around us, they are enemies. He's writing this from jail. Paul is in jail, in chains, writing this because he was preaching the gospel and because there was laws against spreading truth. That's essentially what the laws were, were against spreading truth. We're seeing that in some states where they're putting laws out to try and stop truth to try and stop church services, to try and stop the spread of the gospel. And we're seeing preachers stand up and go in front of these people and say, never mind, I am fighting this fight because the battle is the Lord's. Because they know it's not the person that they're fighting, it's the evilness that the devil is using against them. And that's the battle that we face each and every day. Sometimes it's in our personal life, sometimes it's on a grander scale. And so Paul lays out how we are to prepare and make this stand. And he says we have weapons to use. Well, the first one he gives us is truth. Truth is the first weapon that we get because that's where we make our stand. And he said, stand therefore with, a tr- with the truth like a belt around your waist truth like a belt belts are for more than just holding your pants up they really are it's where the sheath is at to hold your sword that's where a little on a roman soldier the belt would have a little piece of leather hanging off there to put a hook that's on the bottom of the shield to help support a shield help hold his faith He would have other things attached to that belt. That belt was there so that he was prepared to make his stand. And that's where we have to be first. And then he gives us righteousness to protect our hearts. Finishing that verse, it says righteousness like armor on your chest. It's where your heart is. It's where your spirituality rests. is in your heart. And we have righteousness, not our own, but His. We have God's righteousness through Christ to protect our hearts, to help us to be ready for that defense. And then he goes on, verse 15. says, And your feet sandaled with readiness for the gospel of peace. That's part of the commission is to go spread the gospel. And Paul says, put your sandals on and be ready to go do it. Oh, the devil hates that. He loves idle Christians. He loves the ones that are sitting in the pews, but he hates it when we put our sandals on and when we get to God's work. He goes on, he says, in every situation, in every situation, Take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. You have to have your faith with you at all times. It's the only standing defense you have, but it's not just a defense. Roman soldiers knew how to use their shield in an offense. They could use it to stop the arrows, and they could also use it in that front-to-front, face-to-face combat as a pommel it had a silver iron center on it that could be used as a pommel against their enemies you can beat the devil with your faith but it's got to be strong a weak shield breaks easy you have to have a strong shield one that can withstand the arrows and one that can take the battering because you're going to get battered you're going to get attacked you're going to get hit and you're going to get hit hard the devil don't play So you got to stand strong as a soldier, ready to fight, ready to take the battle out to the streets, ready to walk in gospel, bound in truth, covered in righteousness and protected in faith. And then he gives us salvation, which is so, so important. It protects our mind. It protects our thoughts it helps us to get in the right mindset knowing that in Christ we are saved he says take the helmet of salvation and he says take the sword of the Spirit which is the Word of God he gives us a helmet and a sword This is that sword. The word of God is that sword. That is our weapon. Jesus used that weapon against the devil in that temptation in the desert. The word of God. And he defeated the devil with it on the cross. And he defeated the devil with it in the resurrection. And he will defeat the devil with it in the second coming. And he gave us that strength, that weapon, to defeat the devil in every battle, in every moment of our life, in every moment that we face trials, tribulations, and troubles. He gave us this weapon to turn to, this weapon to open, this weapon to find God's word and find truth and faith and righteousness and to be ready. And it's in God's word we find our salvation in Christ alone. But that's not where he stopped. A lot of people want to stop there when they're talking about the armor of God. There's only one way to put this armor on. There's only one way that this armor works. There's only one way that we get in communication with God. Oswald Chambers put it this way. Prayer is not preparation for the greater good. Prayer is the greater good. It is our driving force that leads us to Christ. It is our open communication line, our Zoom communication, our Skype, our Snapchat, whatever. It's our telephone. It's our cable. It's the way we communicate with God. It don't go one way. It goes both. We may not always like the answers, but he answers when we pray in righteousness. Paul puts it this way. He tells us to pray at all times in the spirit with every prayer and request and stay alert with all perseverance and intercession for all the saints. Our prayers aren't ours alone. We have to pray for each other. And we have to ask each other to pray for us. God can hear every one of our voices individually. But oh, what a blessing to know that he hears them as one united together in the body of Christ. Not division. Not divided. Not standing against each other. Not in argument or in confusion. Those are things from the devil. The devil wants us divided. The devil wants us standing against each other. The devil wants us to fight each other. But Christ wants us to work together as one body in unity for his glory. And when we pray as one, God hears it that much louder, that much more, and it means that much more to him to know that we are working together. And in that, we can put on all the parts of that armor. In prayer, we can know that we have the belt of truth on. In prayer, we know that our chest is covered in His righteousness. In prayer, we know that the shoes we are walking in are the sandals of the readiness for the gospel of peace. In prayer, we know that the shield we hold is strong because it's built on faith in Him. In prayer, we know that the salvation that He has covered our head in is true and will stand all the tests of the devil. In prayer, we know that the Word of God, the sword of the Spirit, is sharp and ready for battle. So if we're not praying together... We're going to stand alone. And when we stand alone, we're going to find ourselves defeated. But when we stand together, united as one church, as one body of Christ, and we work together in prayer, in petition, we work together in spreading the gospel, we work together in doing the will of God, we will never stand alone. Because we'll stand in righteousness of Christ with the force of 10,000 angels. And the devil don't have a chance. But we have to condition ourselves for that. We have to get ready for that. And we do that in prayer. And so I ask, in closing, that we do pray. Pray. And I'm going to get down here on this altar, and I'm going to pray. And I ask that if you can or if you want to, you can join me, or you can pray where you're at. If you've enjoyed this content, please visit my website, www.brotherjamesparty.com, to view and listen to more content that I've been able to put out. You can also subscribe to the website there and receive updates as new material comes out. And also, you can either go to patreon.com brotherjamesparty, or you can click the Patreon button at the bottom of the welcome page. And you would be helping me out into bringing you further, better, more in-depth content. I would greatly appreciate it. Love you guys. Thanks so much.